From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Haley Fuller. In the midst of a global pandemic, protests against police brutality, and the general turmoil of 2020, Harry James Potter turned 40 years old on July 31st. J.K. Rowling's book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, was published in 1997 and became an instant hit, spawning a seven-book series, eight movies, several spin-off books, a Broadway play, an app, and even a land at Universal Orlando. Harry Potter has become a worldwide phenomenon for children as well as adults due to its compelling narrative and relatable characters. Even though we know deep down that we won't ever receive our letter from Hogwarts, the world of Harry Potter has captivated many members of the Northwestern community, including sophomore Natalie Rarick, who started reading the series while in elementary school. I remember I was I was like an, a slow enough reader that it actually felt like it took time to like go through the book. I remember that. I was like, my school year is unfolding as Harry Potter's school year is unfolding. It was like we were classmates. What really drew me to Harry Potter in the first place is not necessarily the plot, but it's just the world and the characters that, again, kind of felt like my classmates. Like I definitely had these parasocial relationships with all of the characters, and I wanted to kind of exist in that world. As with many other young readers, the Harry Potter books sparked Natalie's love of stories, eventually leading her to become a theater major with the goal of creating children's media for the stage and screen. I really credit it for a lot of my love of stories and fantasy worlds, which has been a huge pillar in my development as a person and an artist and someone who's stepping into the career world. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a great touchstone for our generation, I think, because so many people grew up with it. It's something that you can sort of relate to almost universally. And, and I'm really curious as to, as to whether future generations will have that. Although different books fade in and out of popularity, Harry Potter is still a cultural mainstay. As an employee at an independent bookstore, I still see children come in and look for the series. Earlier this week, I even witnessed a child beg for a Lego book, and when their mother said no, they said, but it's Harry Potter. However, the many layers of storytelling allow for readers of all ages to enjoy the books and movies. Something I love about Harry Potter is how it sort of matures with its audience, and it really it becomes more complex and dark and deep as it, as it progresses, um, which I don't think many uh, children's books do. Um, I hesitate to call them children's books because they really kind of don't feel like that because I think they approach their audience with such respect. She felt like the books grew with her, originally exposing her to a magical world full of moving staircases and talking paintings, then introducing more mature themes such as race and death in addition to those of friendship and resilience. Uh, the first the first few books really uh had such a sense of wonder and expansiveness to this world that the stories really leaned into. And then, so so that really appealed to my younger self that just, like, wanted to be a wizard and, like, wanted to have a pet dragon and, like, all of this stuff that I felt like this was a fantastical, wonderful, magnificent world that I could immerse myself in. And then as it progressed and I got older, it really revealed a lot of the darkness and complexity of that world and even tackled things like prejudice. I think the ties between, like, the, the, the Death Eaters and the KKK are, like, really ominous and spooky and terrifying. And that's something that kids are introduced to, which I think is important. The Death Eaters parallel the Ku Klux Klan, a white supremacist group that targets Black Americans as well as immigrants, Jews, and members of the LGBTQ community. The Death Eaters attack muggles and muggle-borns, wizards with non-magical parents, 
with the goal of eliminating everyone but purebloods, or wizards born to two magical parents. In fact, Jeannit Meme, the costume designer for the last six Harry Potter movies, designed the Goblet of Fire Death Eater costumes to resemble the KKK's tall, pointy hats. In an interview with Elite Daily, she said, I used that Ku Klux Klan hat because it started in the campsite. You could just see the top of the points. That was a very frightening image. Despite Rowling's integration of these difficult topics and the theme of good winning out over evil, the author has found herself the center of controversy due to recent transphobic tweets. Earlier this summer, she retweeted an article about menstruation and questioned the phrase, people who menstruate, implying that all women menstruate and everyone who menstruates is a woman. I don't agree with what J.K. Rowling is saying, but I also think that there are a lot of really problematic artists throughout history. So I think it's a personal choice whether you choose to separate the creator from their work or the artist from their art. If you think that um, I can dislike the artist and disagree with their choices while still appreciating their work, or this person has crossed the line and I will not support their work anymore. That's a personal decision. I think that Harry Potter has been so instrumental to my life that I don't have the heart to just like completely push it away. But I do think that it's important to recognize her position on things and her flaws and prejudices and biases, which is incredibly ironic considering what she deals with in her books um, and, the, and the level of complexity with which she approaches things. Although many Northwestern students have read classic, well-renowned literature in class or on their own, Harry Potter remains in its place of honor on their bookshelves. As I've gotten older and I've read quote-unquote like higher level books, like books that like whatever great authors, I still appreciate books like Harry Potter more, even though I know like the plot's not perfect and not everything fits together. I just appreciate them because it kind of brings you into like another world rather than the writing being perfect. And that's, that, that's why I like them a lot. That was Medill sophomore Harrison Larner. As a member of a residential college, Harrison attempted to drum up support on his floor to buy a communal Harry Potter Lego set with the quarterly floor money. Much to his dismay, not enough residents supported his plan. Unable to build a miniature Hogwarts in his dorm, Deering Library seems like the next best thing. But Harrison has found the library to be a letdown. I think at every single t- school that I toured or I went on tours with my sister, they have a library that claims to be like Hogwarts. And it's just because it's old and it's like stone and it's the vaulted ceilings. And I never really bought it. And then I kind of walked through Daring and I'm like, I can kind of see this. If you like squint a lot and blur your eyes okay maybe you're at hogwarts but in reality i don't know i think that's a little bit overhyped thanks for listening to this episode of pod culture this piece was reported and produced by me Haley fuller the summer managing editors are sneha day and james pollard and the summer editor-in-chief is emma edmund